Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Fight Night Daily Podcast from Talksport. I'm Adam Catterall, the one and only Omen himself, Spencer Oliver, alongside me. You can hear the noise here at Box Park, Wembley, as the boys are about to hit the scale for the big fight that we're going to be bringing you live on TalkSport Saturday night from 9 o'clock on the main channel. Make sure you come and join us for Aziz versus Boazzi. Big Mo is in full floor right now, isn't he? He Calm certainly down, is. Son. Can't hear ourselves think here, but the lads are about to hit the scales. Yeah, listen, in- interesting now that Dan Aziz actually is half an hour late, so he apparently missed his car. And that's why he's half an hour late. Now, I'm looking into this. I'm going, hold on a minute. Joshua Boatsy, yeah, he's the bigger of the two. Like, visually, you look at him and he's the bigger of the two. You go, but a fighter does not miss his car to go to a weigh-in. And I'll tell you why they don't do that. Because every fighter, doesn't matter what weight division you're in, yeah. every fighter struggles to make the weight. You'll be away now a half hour early as opposed to half hour late because you want to... You, you, you want to get something down here. You want to get some fluids back inside yourself. So talk me through this. Re- He's about to hit the scale then. Because obviously, what you're saying, for people that uh, are not familiar with weigh-ins, is that he's had to take weights off this morning. Well, I'll read into it as you will. Okay. I can only go by what he's they're saying that he missed his car. But he looks... He, I mean, he looks great on the scales. Four pounds, five ounces for Super Dan Under. Comfortably inside the weight as well. So that's what I said to you. Read into it as you will. But, you know, he doesn't look dry. He looks great on the scales, which is a good thing. This is an old-school throwback fight we got coming up here. I can't wait for this fight, by the way. Let's have a look at uh, Joshua Boatsy, because I don't know how you've taken to him this week. I'm, again, I'm looking from afar. I've not been face-to-face with him. Hopefully, we'll get to chat to him in a minute or two. He does look a little bit, a tiny little bit drawn. It's going to be interesting to see what he looks like on these scales right now. Because he is a big lad. Let's be, let's be dead straight. He's a big old boy. He's Josh Boatsy for this weight. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. Ghanaian introduction there from Big Mo. Look at that. We're getting a bit of culture on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Here he comes. Now, remember, Joshua Boatsy is the challenger coming into this fight because Dan Aziz has done it. British champion, Commonwealth champion, European champion, and other. Obviously, it's British and Commonwealth that are on the line here at the weekend. Boatsy has been British champion previously, but he reneged that, obviously, to go down there. Alphabet belt, international circuit, and all that type of carry on. But this is more than that. It's not about belts. This is about the bragging rights of South London. Absolutely. And people have got to understand what that is. This is all about legacies. Whitey now on those scales. Looks good as well. Yeah, he does. Six pounds for Joshua. 
He does look good. Yeah, looks How he's making 12 stone, I don't know, man, because he's a big boy. He certainly I is. He certainly is. Listen, what we've got now, both guys made that weight, and what we've got now is something very, very special. Interesting, actually, the Boatsy. That is, he's actually come in. Two pound under. Two pound underweight. Under, under Boatsy. Yeah, absolutely, which is, which, is, which is very interesting, but... Yeah, what we've got here is something something very special coming up on Saturday night. If you look at the form book and you go, you know, look at look at these two guys, where they were sat, you know, like where they began. Like Boatsy was the golden boy, wasn't he? He was the boy that went to the Olympics, won the bronze medal. He was the one that when he turned professional, you know, high big things were expected for him. Whereas Dan Aziz is going and knock on every promoter's door. Excuse me, mate. Can I have a contract? Can I? Have a... No promoter wanted him. He had to do it the small hallway. Yeah. You know, going to box small hall shows, southern area, English, British, Commonwealth, European. Done it, you know, he's learnt the hard yep. way. Done, learnt on the job, really, if you like. Now we find ourselves in this position. Fascinating fight, Adam, for so many reasons. This could be a fight that's won and lost, depending on how the, who handles the pressure better going into this fight. Because like you said there, with not just what's on the line with, you know, the... Um, the mandatory position of the WBA on the line, so that's the, with the opportunity to fight um, Dmitry Bivol, um, Arta Betabiev. They're fighting June the first. The possibility of fighting the winner of that, not just with that, but like you say, Southwark London bragging rights on the line as well. It's a big thing. Yeah, I, I, the way that I look at this fight from a Dan Aziz point of view, yeah, we consistently keep setting ceilings for Dan Aziz. So he gets into him. I mean, he's gone the traditional route as you've just said. Uh, small hall, southern area title, into British title. He fights for a British title, and I'm like, I don't know, man. He, he wins it. Gets into a Commonwealth title fight. I don't know, man. Comes through it, and he comes through it in, fight, in flying colours. Has to go away from home to become the European champion. So you think to yourself, a trip to Paris to become European champion. I was there. I don't know, mate. I don't know if you got. I don't, I don't know if you've got the abilities to be able to do it. Every single time he smashes through this ceiling that we keep putting on him. So again, we're at this point. I don't know, man, for, a, for, for this particular fight. But one thing that we can say, Dan Aziz, as a pro, has achieved more so far through 20 fights than Joshua Boatsy has done through 17 fights. Now, Joshua Boatsy, of course, became British champion, reneged that, and then he's gone down this international path. Right at the start of Joshua Boatsy's career, as he's turned over from the, uh, from the Olympics, comes out with a, a, a medal, right? And he's fighting regularly. And it's good. And the momentum's there. And then all of a sudden it just stalls. And it stalls. I don't know whether it stalls because he gets the opportunity to fight Dimitri Bivol and he says, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. Now that's a big thing. That's a big moment there. You're getting an opportunity to fight for a world title. If we kind of flip it a little bit and make that comparison to Anthony Yard, Anthony Yard does not have the amateur pedigree of a Joshua Boatsy, yeah. but he gets the opportunity against a Kovalev away from home in Russia. Everybody with a brain that watches boxing is probably going, what you doing, mate? Yeah, you know what I mean, that's a little bit of a, a crazy thing. But sack it. I'm rolling the dice. Let's have a go. He comes up short. But look at the stock of Anthony Yard now, risen. He's had another go against Paterbiev. Yes, he's fallen short again. I get it. But he's risen. And if you were to ask the majority of boxing fans right now who the premier light heavyweight is in Great Britain, despite never winning a British title or even fighting for a British title, the majority would say Anthony Yard. Absolutely. Because he rolled the dice. Now, obviously, we're now back at this stage. This fight at the weekend for Joshua Boatze is absolutely gigantic. Again, bragging right south London, as you've just pointed out. But if he falls short in this one, he will solidify 
the 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 action of not going for a bivol. Yeah. Because in walking away from it saying I wasn't ready, okay, people might understand that at the time. But now you solidify it by saying you're absolutely not ready. If you can't get through a Dan Aziz with all due respect to Dan Aziz, world level is not your level, mate. Absolutely. And I think that he's put himself in this position now, Joshua Boatsy, and that's where the pressure is all on him. Yeah. It's because he's put himself in a position, like you say, turning down Dimitri Bivol, but also if he loses here now, that's a tough road back for him. You know, it's a real tough road back well, for him. Whereas Dan Aziz, Dan Aziz has always been the underdog. He's the underdog going into this one. Actually, a four to one underdog, which is, by the way, insane, because I don't see him as a four to one underdog. Not a two horse wrestler. Yeah, it's not when you're British and Commonwealth and absolutely, champion. Absolutely, but you look at it and you just go like, where their position, like, that's where the pressure all lies on Joshua Boatsy, because is the guy you go, is expected to win and he's in a must-win situation. Yeah. Whereas Aziz, you know, he can go, well, listen, I've done it the hard way, I've done it this way, I've earned my opportunity, this is my opportunity, and if I lose, I can sort of rebuild, come back again. And like you say, there's big fights out there, Callum Smith just coming off the lost to um, Arthur Betabiev, you know, he's he's there, he's looming around, you've got Anthony Yard there, you've got Lyndon Arthur there, there's huge fights in Britain for both of these guys, winner and loser. Mate, there's a lot on the undercard here that's going to be sniffing around. Ben Whitaker. he's going to be wanting a piece of the pie at the top level because we've been crying out for his progression again coming out of the Olympics okay he's been active well he's been inactive but now he seems to have got reactive which yeah. is good there's going to be a point down the line this year six months nine months where we're going to need to see Ben Whitaker in a proper fight against a, an opponent that we're all familiar with you know what I mean the- listen Whitaker says I've sparred both these guys I'm ready for both of these guys now he says, that's where he says, he says, listen, I know what it's all about. Yes, he's five fights, five wins, four KOs. But he says, like, you know, I'll be ready. Next 12 months, I'm ready. Mm. You know, he's like, in a crazy world, this is going to sound crazy. Like, we like he's, got, he's got his eye, like, on the loser of this fight. That's where he sees himself positioned. Rightful, rightfully so. Because if you think about it from a loser's point of view of this particular fight, where do they go? Now... Domestically, there are there are fights to be able to be made. You've got Zach Parker still in it, who's now moved into this division. I know that he's got a big fight coming up with Tyron Zuiger. Really looking forward to that. You've got Lyndon Arthur, you've got Craig Richards, who you've just mentioned, and Ben Whitaker coming through as the as the young buck chomping at everybody's yeah. heels. Ben Whitaker versus versus the loser of this next, for me, makes an awful lot of sense because we want to know if Ben Whitaker's the real deal, and we want to know whether the loser of this is was it a blip? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, With listen, all due respect to the loser of this, you yeah. become a gatekeeper. But is that fast-tracking Ben Whitaker too much? Like a kid that's only had five fights. Olympic silver yeah. medalist, mate. I get that. I get that. But what I'm talking about is the 12-round championship distance. Maybe. And that's... Look, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it is fast-tracking him too much. What I'm saying is, has he got the ability to do that? That's what we'll find out. Yeah. But he's got the confidence in his own ability, that's for sure. Because he's putting his name in that hat. It's an interesting time. That light heavyweight division right now is so sexy. Not just in Britain. You like that word, don't I you? I do, I do that. You like that word. Not just in Britain, but globally. I mean, it's got to be one of the most attractive weights. Well, fingers crossed, with all the noise that's coming out of Saudi Arabia, start of June, as you mentioned, the Turbiev and Bivol are going to have a go, right? And that's going to be everything on the line. We know how politics works. Things will get fragmented and belts might become available at certain points. But for me... The winner of the weekend, of course, it's going to be, well, it's a eliminator for the WBA. Yeah. They've got to be fighting for a world title next. I don't think it's necessarily going to play out like that. What I, I personally would love is the winner to fight Anthony Yard. Absolutely. Listen, when you look at the landscape, right, so the, the, the guys are fighting now, so it's February the 3rd, the guys are fighting, right? 
So they are going to be well rested by the time June the 1st comes. They're going to be wanting to get in the ring again then. Yeah. So June the 1st, that's what we got for the Undisputed. So what do they do in the, in the meantime? By Anthony Yard. Where man. do they go? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like you got Anthony Yard, you got Callum Smith there, like I say. you got Lyndon Arthur there. There's opportunity. Ben Whitaker, he'll be sniffing around. What I'm saying is there is big fights around there on these shores. So... And I'm sure that will happen before they get a chance to fight for this undisputed because all about timing. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What about Adam Azim and his progression? I mean, to become European champion, to snaffle your record, mate, I apologise for that. 26 years, baby. Yeah, but he's um, taking on a lad that used to be champion, not lost it in the ring as Enoch. Yeah. And this on paper, without any shadow of a doubt, despite what you think of records and what have you, is Adam's toughest test. Absolutely. Enoch Polson, 14-0, five KOs. As you rightly pointed out, you know, injury took this title away from him because they, they, you know, they, he had to vacate through injury. He still feels that's rightfully his. He's come here and he's relishing the chance to box Adam Azim, who's only had... Who's only had 10 fights and he sees this as a huge opportunity I think what we're going to find out with Adam Azim is just how good he is can he compete at this level because Paulson yeah. is proven at this level but look if Adam Azim is as good as what we all think he is potential superstar status he should come through this I think the problem that they've got for Adam Azim is how do they hold him back because if you look on the world stage and you see now that you, you know we've seen Devin Haney just move up and beat Regis Progray and in unbelievable performance Regis Progray's there you've got Javante Davis Ryan Garcia the names are endless and, in that way and the touch below, you've got Dalton and, Smith and, now taking on to Peter Dalton Smith yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the route where you need to see Adam Azim go yeah. you need like Adam Azim Dalton Smith British Commonwealth European titles on the line before they step up into that world stage I mean again another huge opportunity for these guys but Azim is the star of the future. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, joining us, promoter extraordinaire, but dad extraordinaire for this weekend. Is that right, Mick? I'm Francesca's dad. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's what I'm known as. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mick Hennessy, very kindly joining us. Can I, I, I need to ask, does she get the dance moves from you, mate? I, I am, considering the size of me, I am very light on my feet, oh, so, yeah, yeah I think she did. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> How are you enjoying watching her transition, obviously, from being an elite amateur into now the professional ranks and 
just looking like a kid that's bloody enjoying the time of her life. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, she, it's well-deserved. And as Spencer knows, because Spencer was one of the very first people who spotted her talent. Um, yeah. And at that stage, not a lot of people were getting it. I knew it. But Spencer got it straight away and... He ended up being in one of her corners at, yeah, I did, at uh, a big tournament. Yeah, we, so we was in Sweden to give you an idea, guys, of where this was. I think that Francesca might have been 16, 16 17 years yeah, of age, was she? she was, yeah. 16, 17 years of age. Golden Girls competition. So one of my mates, his son was boxing on there as, an, as, as another bout, two males boxing on this this competition. that has 360 girls from around the globe. And I mean, there was a lot of countries turned out. So all of a sudden, I rock up there. My old Mick Hennessy's here, his daughter's boxing. Wow, I didn't even know Mick's daughter boxed. That's, that's insane, brilliant. So I knew Michael boxed, his son, didn't know his daughter boxed. All right, brilliant, let's have a little look at this. All of a sudden, she boxed. I kid you not, and I'm not just saying this because Mick's here, Mick knows that this is, this is from the heart. She blew my mind, the way that she boxed. She'd come out there and there was this Nazim sort of movements, the confidence, the swagger that she had, but she carried that into the ring and delivered that in her performance. So all of a sudden, she's boxed one fight, and I thought, wow, brilliant. I need to be involved in this. I need to see what's going on. Started doing Francesca's Corner. She actually won best boxer of that competition, 360 girls in that competition. That's when I knew this girl was a star of the future, right? And I think that she turns professional, you know, so there's a lot of pressure on her shoulders because she's Mick Hennessy's daughter, she's boxing on Sky Sports. You'll call first debut fight, she comes out, bang. She just soaks it up. She's like, you know, she's one of those... You know what champions feed off pressure? Champions feed off that, you know, when their name being under the spotlight, they perform in those, and the Francesca's got that. She come out and she had the swagger in the ring wall, she got in there and she delivered a performance. You know, and I think that what we're seeing with Francesca is... The same that right development and gu- right guidance and Mick will do that. I think that if you do that, we've got a future star uh, star of women's boxing. Women's boxing's evolved so much. Francesca is going to be at the forefront of that. Yeah, she. What Spencer said there. I, I mean, it was it was very nice that someone with Spencer's knowledge was out there because, as I say, it took me a while to get people to understand how good she was. But Spencer is a great judge of fighters and a, and, and, and a great boxing brain and he really really like loved it and told everyone he loved it as well and it was it was nice of him to I, do I, that I was invested man straight away Adam you couldn't not be invested when you spotted that it wasn't just like spotting someone's daughter boxing yeah. and I'm going I'm invested because it's my mate's daughter because yeah, yeah. I didn't know that Mick's daughter even boxed and I just saw it and I was like blew, it was a blow my mind performance and it will always stick with me how, how easy is it to to allow her to turn pro now, when maybe there's other paths like Olympics and all these types of other things that are available, turning pro at this stage as she is so young? Well, I made the decision because she had a couple of brutal decisions in the amateurs, like, and I say brutal, and it was it was disgraceful. I, I don't know how people get away with it. And for me, in my honest opinion, they tried to, they tried to keep her going, going out to the international content, uh, uh, contests and, and basically in my again in my opinion she could have been an incredible Olympic gold medalist she's got everything to do it she's got the power she's got the she's got the, the talent she's got the grit she's got determination she's teak tough she could have been a gold me- a, a brilliant gold medalist and they've denied her of that I actually, I actually witnessed that performance and the problem that you got in amateur boxing at the moment, and I know that word corruption is a big word and well, a big statement. It's to be investigated, a lot of them. Needs, yeah, that's right. And I say, when you saw the performance, 
the, the reason why Francesca turned over and you saw the performance when she boxed this girl internationally. And, and I mean, it was not even like one of those that... You don't even have to know boxing to know that she won the contest. Like, you don't have to be a good judge of a boxing match to know that she won the contest. And it was taken away from her. And you go, Mick done the right decision there, making that decision for her to turn professional. I suppose the question I want to ask you, Mick, yeah. is from a father's point of view, because I know cause I've got kids as well, and I go, so that's your daughter, your little baby, and you've got Michael and everything, she's got your little baby and all that. How do you feel like when she's doing that ring walk? Like, the, the nerves, the butterflies. Because like, you, 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 no, I know, mate. But the inside, mate, you've got to be like. Yeah, you got you, you know. Even though you know she's that good, there's that nervous thing. And like as a father, because you promoted some of the biggest, best fighters in the world. Tyson Fury, you know, is included in that as well. You know, you develop Fury to get him where he is today. And I go, how is it as a father, as opposed to acting and looking like it as a manager or a promoter? What's the difference, like you know, for you yourself? Um, the difference is that with a lot of the fighters, I've always looked after. I don't get to spend 24/7 with them in camp and yeah. training and stuff. I, I see a lot more of Francesca, and I know how good she is. I know when she's 100% fit, and I know when she's not. So that's quite reassuring. But the one thing about her is, I've I've got complete confidence in her because I know when the going gets tough, she gets tougher. And, and she really, that's when she's at her best. When you get her doing eight, 10 rounds, even 12 rounds as a pro, people will be astonished how good she is. I've seen her in with world champions, European champions, and we know, we really know how good she is. And one thing about her, a, a funny little story with Fran was, when she was re younger, when she first started, and she was really overweight, um, she, she hated running, she would never run, she would never do strength and conditioning, never do anything. But all she loved was she'd have her old boiled gum shield, which she'd done herself, and she'd turn up on the apron, she'd land on the apron, and she'd want to spar boys all night. And when they said, that's enough, she'd give me a dirty look as if to say, get me back in there. Mate, Brilliant. you got me excited. Brilliant. You've got me excited. Can't wait Listen, for that. Mick, we'll let you crack on. Journey, We're yeah. going to get you again tomorrow after the performance, if that's all right, my friend. Brilliant. Take care. Well, well you, done, sir. Mick. Well done, mate. And best Mick luck, Francesca. Looking, looking forward, forward to, to you, mate. Looking forward to Fran doing anything tomorrow night. And one man that we're looking forward to being back in action. Kindly joining us now. Don't be tripping over yes, any wires, mate. Don't be yeah. getting yourself in any <laughs> trouble. Now. Uh, Joshua Watsi, obviously, in the main event tomorrow night. Listen, man. Weighing days, they're never the funnest. We've been speaking about this as a yeah. former fighter yourself, mate. But all good. You look well. Everything all good regarding the weight. All good. Can't complain, man. Um, waited a bit, but it's all good, man. Um, yeah. Just want to get some food down, you know, and get ready to fight. Yeah, you come comfortably inside the weight, and you look great up there as well, Josh. You know, like when a fighter, like you see them 24 hours before, and they look good, and you see them on the day of the weighing, eyes sunken, the skin looks dry. You look really good, mate. And you look like you've done the, the weight really well. Yeah, yeah no, it was comfortable. Um, we all work hard to make the weight but we made it comfortably now we all know the beard's going to come off man you know what i mean the girlfriends have got to get ready aren't they you know what i mean because you've got to you know, because we have a routine now from this point to the fight that's it i'm glad you're all familiar with it the hair's going to go the beard's going to go um another side's going to come out so i'm looking forward to it obviously people in the media throughout the course of the week talk about pressure they talk about the magnitude of the fight and they talk about what this means going forward have you felt the pressure coming into this one there's, I've always felt pressure in these fights, not these fights, in the 17 fights that I've had. But I always say that, I always say that, if you're in it and keeping up with everything and what everyone's saying, you're going to feel it more. For me, there's always pressure because I want to win. I want to turn around to everyone and say we had that fight and I won. 
that's the pressure on me. Of course, there's a pressure from you guys, the, the fans and everyone, but life has pressure in it, man. What challenges does he bring you tomorrow night? A hungry man that knows that there's a lot at stake. Listen, man, I'm looking forward to the slick shaven, fresh haircut and the party tomorrow listen, night. Listen, yeah? man, I'm looking forward to the performance. Haircut, so I'm looking forward to it, <laughs> for sure. Josh, go well, mate. Have a wonderful Josh, day, mate. Josh, best of luck, my man. Great. Well done. Uh, Josh Bowatsi, very kindly giving us up uh, a little bit of time to come and join us to talk uh, pre-fight. Do you know something? Like I said, a little earlier on in the programme, I saw him earlier on in the week, and maybe it was camera, maybe it was lighting or something like that, and he did look a little bit drawn. Standing right next to him, he actually like looks yeah. like he's done the weight pretty well there, to be fair. He does, and he's a big, light heavyweight as well. You know, you look at the size difference between him and Dan Aziz. Dan Aziz, is, you know, he's a fair size himself, but Watts is very, very big at the weight. But, yeah, that's the first thing that I noticed. Eyes not sunken, skin looks good, and also... He's comfortable in, like, listen, trust me, if he was tight at the weight, he wouldn't have been coming here standing with us yeah, right now. So, you know, he's comfortable in his surroundings and, and whatnot. All good signs for Joshua Boyatsi. Um Obviously, we're just speaking about Fran Hennessy there, and I wanted to just catch Mick just before he left. Progression's going to be really key, isn't it? Because the talent pool for the girls compared to the lads at this stage of career isn't necessarily as deep. I'm enjoying just watching a kid enjoying yeah. being a fighter and putting on shows, but there's going to be a question... A year in, two years in, and she's still only a baby at that point. Where they're going to go, right, mate? We need to get you in with someone. They let her, she needs to be um, allowed to get her woman strength, you know, because like you say, you look at her and you look at her and you go, wow, you know, she's still a baby, really. Got all the skills, you know, and, and all that—the boxing IQ, ring craft, all of that stuff—and even more so, she's got the ambition. She, she's got the drive. She wants it. But you're right in what you say, Adam. There is not a pool of women's fighters like there is in, in, in Mal's yeah. boxing. So the progression is quicker. And it's all about keeping Francesca back and letting her learn and develop, you know, as a professional. And I think that is key to her success. I'm looking forward to seeing her do her thing uh, tomorrow night. And you'll be able to catch it uh, on TalkSport. We have got a double broadcast. TalkSport 2 from 7 o'clock. Make sure you come and join us for that because that will have the majority of the card on there. We just mentioned Fran Hennessy. She's going to be on there. Caroline Dubois will be taking uh, part on that as well, as will Ben Whitaker. Really looking forward to seeing him uh, back doing his thing. Then we've got Adam Azim in the European title fight against Enoch Paulson. That might, given timing allowances, might be over on TalkSport from 9 o'clock. So make sure you come and join us for that as we switch over uh, to TalkSport at 9. The main event will definitely be on TalkSport uh, as Dan Aziz defends his titles against Joshua Watsi. And as Joshua Watsi is just... Uh, kind of alluded to there he knows the pressure's on he knows that this is a coming event this is the moment that, that Joshua Boatsy has got to announce himself as the main light heavyweight in Great Britain punch his ticket towards those world title fights that hopefully might materialise at the back end of the year listen man I'm looking forward to it are you buzzing for it? Uh, listen We're I am buzzing, for, buzzing it. for it I'm buzzing for the whole card you know what this is a great card not just the main event old school throwback yeah. fight but you look down the card and you see you see like we've got potential superstars you know Potential superstars coming out of this card. And I'll tell you another thing as well. We won't get Caroline Dubois, Ben Whitaker, and Adam Azim ever boxing on the same card again because I think they'll all develop. Yeah. And, and that's a fair point. I think they'll all be headlining at some point. And if me and him do your head in, Carl Froch is on the broadcast tomorrow night as well. So it's absolutely well Come worth on tuning now, Cobra. in. There you go. Seven o'clock, TalkSport 2. Come and join us for this epic showdown from the OVO at Wembley. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.